Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the second episode of the Happen Twice podcast. I will be talking with the Liverpool man himself, Brad Stank, today. He's so cool, so funny. His music's amazing. Y'all will hear it throughout the show. Please enjoy. p.m. there early evening exactly yeah Yeah, whereabouts whereabouts are you i'm in austin texas right now so uh it's noon right now nice Nice. yeah have you ever uh have you ever been to texas i haven't you know i've never been to the u.s oh no way really Uh, never ever been are you planning on i mean i'm sure you're planning on at some point yeah, well, we were supposed to come, well, I was supposed to come with the band last year, um, but it had to be cancelled because uh, of the planning and stuff and all that kind of thing. Gotcha. Uh, and then we were going to come in September this year, so I guess, yeah, the September just gone, but obviously COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like the universe doesn't want me to go to the US for some reason. Yeah, it's waiting for the right time. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully next year now. Um, yeah. But, so you know, all, we'll were see. you planning a, uh, did you have a tour plan for your, for Kinky Elm? For yeah, yeah. Coming to the US yeah. or what? Yeah, so we were going to go to, um, we were going to do like Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, uh, DC, and then I think fly over to the west coast and do like um san fran and uh and la and santa ana as well um yeah i think i'm I'm gonna try and push for us to get some texas dates in there yeah try and come to like south by or something like that i mean there's so many good venues and all stuff yeah yeah so i mean the only the place when i because i announced the tour for 2019 like last year mm-hmm. and there was a lot of people uh upset that there was no texas states on there yeah um, so i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and get there as well yeah but we'll, yeah, see. Cool. we'll see sweet um cool so yeah thanks for thanks for taking the time to to talk with me today um no worries thanks for having me yeah uh so yeah what i'm doing i'm just like I've just been interviewing a bunch of people, like basically what I said in my email and I'm writing up just articles and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I got a lot of, I've interviewed like a ton of like super cool people um, and have a bunch of plans. So I'm, it's, it's exciting. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so just get into some questions. With you. 
I've been thinking about you, baby You don't get enough of my time I'm always acting lazy Still got time for making you cry This could be a love Um, I'm from a little town called Chesterfield, uh, which is like in the middle of England. Um, and then I moved to Liverpool around about seven years ago um, for uni. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, graduated and then just stayed in Liverpool, basically. So, What did you go to school for? Uh, I just did the music course. Um, but it was a... I don't know if you have that word in America, like where it's just kind of like you go to basically. Um, so I just wanted to move out, um, you know, and get into a city and meet some new people and stuff. So um, yeah, the 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 uni course wasn't too important really, but um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel that. That's yeah. Um, so how long, like, how long were you actually in school for? How long are you, like, how long does it take to get a degree, like, in England? Well, it's supposed to take three years. Okay. Um, but I did four because uh, I used to play in, a, in another band called Trudy and the Romance. Um, and in my third, third year of, of uni, um, we went on, on, like, a big tour. And um, yeah, I ended up getting like really behind with the work. Uh, so I like did another year on top sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I did I did four years in total, um, which was good. You know, yeah. get like free money in England for going to university. So okay. I was just kind of enjoying, enjoying free cash, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 it was good. <laughs> Did you, so did you meet that band? Is that the first band you played with or did you have any others before that? Or? Uh, yeah, I played in a few, um, okay. like in, in uni and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Did you just meet them you... all in, uh, in Liverpool? Yeah, 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 exactly. So okay. playing, played with in a few different bands with a few different people and stuff. Um, and then that Trudy band was sort of the one that it, it we did like quite well. We were going on tours and stuff and uh, did a couple of, well, we did like a big EP and like a, an album as well. Okay. Um, so that like, I kind of quit everything else to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in the middle of that is when I started just making my own stuff um, and putting it on SoundCloud. Um, and then that obviously started getting a bit of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had to, I think it was like the start of 2019, I made the decision to um, just do Brad Stank like full time. Um, okay. So I didn't the have end to like, of 2017? Sorry, say that again. You said the end of 2017? No, start of start of 2019. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so I did out, that. Uh, you put out Eternal Slowdown. Was that like your first, that was in 2018, right? And on Spotify. Yeah, that was that was November 
2018. I okay. Think, yeah. And was that like your first thing that you put out under Brad Stank or? Yeah, officially, yeah. yeah. Um, like first project, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it was, you know, it was kind of like a collection of the stuff that I'd been working on over the past, over the previous like year or so. Gotcha. Um, uh, so yeah, it was just like a little combining everything together. You know? So yeah, that was 2018, and then yeah, decided to do it full time in 2019. Um, so yeah, nice. I've just been doing this ever since. Yeah. <laughs> um, was that Trudy Band? Was that um, like did that have a similar style to, you know, that your kind of music, your individual stuff? Uh, in was some ways, of... in some okay. ways, I, I was playing drums in that band and like doing okay. backing vocals. Nah. Um, and it was very sort of. Uh, very like 50s doo-wop rock and roll inspired um, but a bit like I don't know I, I think my my stuff is quite influenced by that kind of thing as well but maybe not as obviously mm-hmm. um, so not like not like a million miles away but, but pretty different I would say like um, definitely more sort of indie like rock and roll sort of vibe uh, whereas I guess my stuff's more like R&B sort of thing, you know, yeah, like jazzy it, sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So not, yeah, a little bit similar, but not too gotcha. much. Yeah. Um, like, I'm surprised, I was surprised, I'm surprised to hear that you were playing drums just because I thought, I just thought you were like guitar player mainly and, and yeah. vocals and stuff. So like, have, what was that like your... Has that been like your main instrument in the past and stuff, or like? Yeah, I think. I like that. I've never played like guitar in another band. Um, like, if I, if I was playing guitar, it was like my own stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all the all the other bands that I've played in has been playing the drums. Yeah. Um, it, it was my first instrument as a kid, the drums. Okay. Um, and then I kind of picked guitar up probably like a year later. Um, but I, I mean, I would say guitar now is my main thing. You know, I don't play too much drums anymore. But uh, yeah, played a lot of drums, and it was it was good. I, I like playing the drums, but yeah. doing tour, doing tours, touring with the drum kit is just annoying because you have to like carry the drums around and like yeah. <laughs> set the whole drum kit up and like you know all that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah I'm kind of glad that I'm doing guitar now. A little easier. Relaxed. Yeah, a little easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Mm. Um, so, like, have you always, did your family kind of get you into music, or have you always, did you kind of naturally just gravitate towards it? Yeah, I think definitely my mum and dad got me into, like, Nirvana and stuff when I was a kid. Okay. And all that sort of 90s grunge, like uh, Smashing Pumpkins and Dinosaur Jr. and all those sort of bands. And Pixies, obviously, as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, So, yeah, I kind of started with that. And then my mum was also into, like, 80s stuff. Like, a lot of 80s, like, English stuff. Like, uh, you know, The Cure, a band. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, it. In Austin recently. Or for ACL. Oh, nice. Yeah, ACL last year. Or the year before, but yeah, they played here. Yeah, yeah. So like all that sort of thing, like eighties sort of English, like dream poppy sort of indie stuff. 
Um, and then, yeah, got into sort of, I don't like, yeah, I don't want to like diss mum and my dad, but they definitely have like quite narrow taste. But they, they like sparked the whole love for music and stuff. So, but then it was a case of just like sitting on YouTube for like hours every day, just yeah, yeah. finding like every, everything, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, um, well, where's, where's Brad Stank come from? Yeah, I don't know, you know. <laughs> just kind of like sounds sound sick or Yeah, I just thought it sounded <laughs> funny. Uh I was just it was kind of a joke at first. Okay. And I mean it's st- I guess it's still kind of a joke, but uh Yeah, yeah I, I don't know, it just it, it that I just made my like I don't know, you know, you ever play like video games as a kid and stuff? And like you would make a character on on like a game, you know. Yeah, and you like make up a little name for him, and yeah. Yeah, so I would, it was always it would always be like Brad Stank and stuff for some reason. I don't know why. That was just uh, like a like funny little name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I I put it on SoundCloud, like my name on SoundCloud is Brad Stank, and then it sort of stuck. So um, I'm kind of glad to be fair because it means that I didn't have to sort of think for ages about what to call it or something. Yeah, you know? like it just kind of. Yeah, it happened and then it stuck and kind of made life a bit easier. I think I think I probably would have probably would have been called something a lot cheesier if I'd have spent a lot of time thinking about it, you know. Yeah, so, for sure. For the best, I think. Yeah. 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 So did you um, like any of your friends from back home uh, in Chesterfield? You said Chesterfield, that's where you're from, right? Chesterfield, yeah. Chesterfield. Like, did any of them come to uni with you and like you play music? Like, were you playing music with any of those guys or anything like that? Or? I was with a, with a few guys from like high school, yeah. yeah. Um, but they sort of they sort of went into other stuff. I, you know, they they were always sort of more interested in other stuff. Um, so I knew, there, and there was not really anybody else like my age that was into music and stuff, or at least the kind of music that I kind of wanted to play. There was a lot of. Um, you know the Arctic Monkeys? Yeah, I love Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. So they're from like Sheffield, which is okay. right next right next to Chesterfield. Nice. Um, so in Chesterfield there was a lot of bands that kind of sounded like them. Um, and it, it was either that or like heavy metal sort of stuff. Okay. Um, or reggae bands for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and I just, I, yeah, I knew that I could probably just go and meet a lot more you know, people into sort of maybe more my kind of thing in a city rather than staying in staying in this little town sort of thing. Um, although the guy, the guy from Trudy, Ollie, he's from the same town as me, Chesterfield. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the one musical connection that I still have you know, from from home. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's a very like working class there's musicians there but it's very like working class like you know you go to school get a job and uh and then you just like you stay in chesterfield yeah. if you're from there kind of thing you know? yeah there's definitely a bunch of like towns and stuff like that in texas that are just mm. kind of, like you kind of just stay there a lot of people just end up yeah stuff, so yeah which now, now i'm older i feel like i kind of appreciate that a bit more yeah um that sort of like 
simple life maybe mm-hmm. um, but yeah at the time when I was like 17 I was like I need to get out of this town you know like see yeah, yeah see the world or whatever so mm-hmm. um, but yeah I kind of like it I've still got quite a lot of friends back there and stuff and um, so yeah I like I like going there for a few days or like a week or yeah over Christmas and stuff um, it's nice but I'm glad that I don't live there full-time for sure yeah well, what's uh, what's Liverpool like? Like, how big? How many people are in Liverpool? Uh, I think the population is like just under a million, or like between half a million and a million, okay. or something. Okay. So it's nowhere near as big as London, um, and I don't know. Ooh, I don't know if you're like aware of any other cities in. Um, Only a little bit because of Premier League, just a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> fine, yeah. Uh, well, I, I actually, I lived in Uganda like last year and one of my roommates is from Newcastle. So he oh, lived there nice. for like three months and like we were living <laughs> with like this. Yeah. So like, and everyone over there, like in, in East Africa was like obsessed with Premier League. So like, wow, I got, really? yeah, I got like kind of immersed in the learning. I didn't really know mm. much of it. Like, so yeah, yeah, I know a little bit now. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, I, I'm a big Liverpool fan. Um, which is kind of part of the reason why I moved to Liverpool in the first place. Okay. But yeah, it's a big, um, big culture, you know, in England, like the, yeah. the football and stuff. So I love it still. But um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it, it brings a lot of people together, and it's such a like healthy, um, like. Uh, like even with fans of other teams you know it's like just fun to like like a community yeah yeah and you know people rip each other and yeah it's all fun and games really (laughs) but yeah so liverpool's like kind of big a lot bigger than my hometown but like manchester as well is like close to liverpool probably quite a bit bigger than liverpool um but it feels like uh it's really nice because there's a lot going on uh, like musically and like artistically, but it's small enough. A lot of people like there's like a pretty strong little indie scene going on around there, right? Like yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. And it, and it's nice because you have like because there's not because it's not huge like London. Yeah. You know, like pretty much everyone in the in the music scene in Liverpool like knows each other and like you know you see each other at the pub or like at gigs. Um. And it's really nice. Yeah, it's, it's very like strong, strong scene. That sounds like a cool place to be. Like, I feel like London would be cool and stuff. But like, that's pretty cool that y'all have like y'all scene and you kind of can run into each other like at the pub and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and everyone's friends. It, it's yeah. nice, and because it's small as well. And Liverpool has this sort of thing of like, um, it's very sort of, um, it's like secular almost, where it's like, if you're in Liverpool. You know, there's a bit of like, oh fuck London, you know, like yeah. it's kind of like that vibe. <laughs> so if, if, if you're if you're in Liverpool and making music and stuff, um, it's quite supportive. Like, doesn't matter really what genre you're going for or or that kind of thing. You know, it's, uh, it's like a big sort of family or something. It's quite nice. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I've noticed. I noticed that. Um, I know. <laughs> someone in that scene i actually haven't dove into their music enough and i i was actually thinking about reaching out but literally the only reason i know who this person was is because i hopped on a few of your like little live streams that you were doing oh yeah 
summer and stuff. Pizza girl. <laughs> yeah, pizza girl. You're always cheering. Yeah. <laughs> My guy, yeah. Friend or like, it seems like you're the best friend. Yeah, yeah. I was with him today, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> had like a little coffee and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, I met him through the guys in hers. Do you know hers? Oh yeah, I was gonna ask. Him. They're like literally. They might be my favorite, five, like number one band. And I know that they were in your band. Rest in peace. Yeah, and man. They're, yeah. they're I I love those guys. Like watching. Yeah. God bless them. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so yeah, like you said, yeah, I played with them a little bit in when I was in uni, um, and then we were just really really close friends ever since sort of thing gotcha. uh, and that was nice to kind of like have like two really close friends like doing the same thing and like you know we could always talk about what was going on with music and all that kind of yeah. thing um but yeah so pizza girl he got signed to the same label that they were on so i met him through them okay um and we were, we were we like came like sort of mates and then um when they passed away obviously i think that was probably when we started becoming like a lot closer and stuff because yeah, yeah. um, we we both had like um obviously like experience of like knowing these guys and stuff so that kind of brought us closer together the guy like all the time um, and I love him and he's really annoying as well <laughs> but I love him he's like a little bit of like a li little brother or something I guess yeah um, and we play we play a lot of pool like American pool um, and just go for coffee all the time and stuff and drink together and stuff so yeah Guinnesses or something <laughs> yeah Liam pizza girl loves his Guinness I don't really like it that much, but I, uh, I hate Guinness, but I thought I know that that's like, I feel like that's like an England thing for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, a, it, it, I guess it's like an Irish thing, but there's a, oh, yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. a big, uh, big Irish community in Liverpool mm -hmm. um, because it's just like over the water, like it's really close. Um, so yeah, but yeah, Guinness, Guinness is a big thing everywhere in England to be fair, but uh, yeah, I, I really, I can't, I can't. I don't like it. It's what, gross. What's your beer of choice? Um, I don't know. I like a lot. I like anything really. I'm not like I'm not too picky, but I like it. I like fizzy beer. You know, like something with a bit of fizz. And like, I'm not too like snobby about it. I don't know. I just I drink to just have fun or whatever. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've tried Guinness quite a, quite a few times recently, and I just can't. I can't get into it. Yeah. 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 The Liverpool scene is really good, and there's a lot of good venues. Other well, like emerging artists that are coming out of there right now. It's. Um. So, like well, some of my friends, I've got one of my good friends who plays in my band, this guy Lewis. He's just brought out an EP as um, he goes under the name Terry Venomous. Um, and that's amazing. Um, there's this band Stores. There's Hannah's Little Sister. Um, band Disgrace. Strawberry Guys in Liverpool. Oh, I know strawberry. Um, yeah, yeah. So he—he's a friend of, a friend of ours as well. Cool. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot. songwriting um have you been have you been writing songs for a while or did you kind of just start doing that for brad stank no yeah i think i wrote my first song when i was like 14 or something maybe and i have no idea how it goes anymore but it was bad you know (laughs) uh and then yeah i was i was writing for like a, a band back at home when I was like 15, 16. Um, and it was always something that I sort of wanted to do, you know. So that like even like playing drums in different bands and stuff, the end goal was always to be like doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been writing for a while. I, like the Brad Stank thing sort of came from writing more like jazzy R&B stuff. Yeah. But I guess maybe when I was like, before I was like 18, I was writing a lot of, a lot of like grunge inspired stuff, like Pixies and Dinosaur Junior sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like British indie as well, like British indie in the noughties was a big like thing. Yeah. Um, this band Bombay Bicycle Club, I don't know if you know them. I've heard of Bombay, I know. That's, um, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. they toured America a couple of times maybe, but. yeah. Um, yeah, all that sort of stuff was really big for me. So it was more that sort of like heavier, very guitar-y like riffs and stuff. You know? um, and then, yeah, sort of went a bit, I got into like Mac DeBarco and Conan and uh, all those sort of bands and sort of changed it up a little bit. That DIY kind of, kind of. Yeah, yeah, like in pop. I think that's what it's kind of being labeled as a little bit. Yeah, like bedroomy stuff. Yeah, yeah. and like Mac and Conan Moccasin, especially. I was like learning their songs. I was like, oh my god, there's so many chords. Like, there's so many more chords that I could be using. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, expanded so your yeah. scope a little bit. Yeah, for right. sure. 
Um, so yeah, and then that got got sort of a lot more into like old jazz standardy stuff as well, which is obviously a lot of weird, uh, nice chords and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's been like a it's been a long process, but um, I feel like obviously you want to get better all the time and stuff. So, and I feel like I am, so that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked your last album. It was uh, I bump it all. Fun. I played all the way through Kinky Elm. Mm. Yeah. Sweet, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a weird time writing that album. Um, but I'm sort of just glad that I got a whole project together. You know. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it was, it was a strange year with the whole hers thing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably didn't write anything for a while afterwards. Um, so the kinky om stuff was sort of like coming out of that, you know. I think I just needed to like get some stuff out, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. I'm I'm happy that it, I did it and that it's out there. you have like a pretty signature kind of like guitar i guess but like i i can never tell if it's it's in like flirting in space like it's in like a lot of your songs like the like i feel like you know the sound i'm talking about is that a lech is that mm. done like with a computer or is that on a guitar like how do you get that sound uh well it's both i guess like it whenever i record i just plug my electric guitar into the like into the computer and uh eternal slowdown is all just the same effects on logic if you do you know logic yeah yeah so it's just all logic effects and stuff okay um but yeah it's, it's a lot of like octave like octave pedal um which gives it that weird sort of double sound i don't know yeah um and then like a lot of like wah as well um, and a bit of reverb in some places, I guess. Um, is that like, is, are you like, is that somewhere you're pretty skilled in and like kind of like the mixing and like logic and stuff like that? <laughs> no, I wish, I wish. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did produce with you. I, and stuff? Yeah. Eternal Slowdown, I recorded everything, but then sent it off to people to mix. Okay. I think. Pondweed is maybe the only song that I actually mixed. Um, Love that song. Oh, and to be fair, Flirting in Space and OTD were both, I mixed both of them as well, but that was when I was like first starting out sort of thing. Um, But then, yeah, the rest, the rest of Eternal Slowdown was mixed by this guy, Ollie Malin, I think his name was. Um, And like mastered and stuff by this guy called Ed Woods. Um, and then 
the Kinky Om album was done in a studio uh, with my friend Sam, who produced both of the Hers albums. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and he like plays in my band and stuff. Uh, yes. And is like a good friend and stuff. So, yeah, we did that. We did that in the studio in like. Didn't take us too long. I think we had like seven, eight days in the studio, um, and then I did like the vocals at home, and then he mixed it and all that kind of thing. So, okay. yeah, Kinky On was like proper studio vibe, um, which I'd not done with my own stuff before. So that was cool. Um, and now I'm sort of trying to decide whether to. It's such a conundrum whether to sort of try and get better at mixing and producing my own stuff or whether to just like hand the reins to someone else you know yeah um, like that would be like weird i mean have you liked like who you've collaborated with thus far like yeah for sure for sure like i you might have that more like creative it's definitely easier but yeah like like you say it's it's a creative thing where yeah it'd be i think i feel like you could be like maybe not prouder but I don't know. It, it probably maybe not the smartest thing, but I kind of just want. I'd I'd like something to be like, all made by me. You know? Yeah, I mean, just see what it'll turn out to be or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I like you know, I like listen to something that I recorded one day, and I'm like, this sounds like shit. Man. Like, yeah. I need to get someone else. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of like a constant battle, I guess. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Working on some new demos and stuff right now, so um, sounding okay. But maybe get a producer to like work with it as well, you know? Yeah, and at least get some eyes on it or something. Mm, yeah, yeah, at least a sec- you know, like a second pair of ears. another job or anything like that or are you just you're just doing full-on music yeah no no i don't i don't have like a, a day job or anything yeah. um which is great um i feel very like lucky sure. to be able to do that um so yeah I, like um i don't know sometimes i think it probably it might be good to, to have a day job in some ways um because you are like kind of just spend all day every day thinking about like songs you know which mm-hmm. can be a good thing can also lead to like overthinking and stuff yeah i feel um, yeah, i kind of i feel like having like a day job like at times could probably like give a little bit of like that mental structure and stuff like that like mm-hmm. your time away from it and your time doing it yeah yeah <laughs> exactly i try to do that as well like in the day you know i'll wake up have coffee and then like work on music for a little bit um, a little bit and try and have like a cut-off point you know where i'm like okay i'm done with this now um, and i'll like make dinner and 
teeth in her and then yeah. I'll just come back to the songs and it's like <laughs> and then I'm like working on songs to like 1am or something you know yeah. Um, so yeah I, I don't know maybe it's not something to be like thought about too much but I've been thinking about getting into like painting or something maybe so like have Pick up something else yeah just to have something else to think about um, yeah sure. so yeah we'll see I need to like go and get some paints and a brush and yeah some Paint, some paint, and stuff. Like paint your next like single or album covers. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool to do that. I know Action Bronson's been doing that recently. Okay. I don't know if you're into Action Bronson. But I love Action. He's cool. Yeah, me too. And he's like painting all of his singles and album artwork. And I'm gonna look into that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's all like super weird, like abstract stuff, but it's great. Nice. Um, and it'd be you know it's cool because obviously he's just like got this sort of full creative control over yeah. the whole thing yeah so yeah i feel like with like our album art it's like it doesn't affect the sound of the song or anything like that or the album but it's like it can make it this even more of like a like a full just creative kind of like little project or something like that which is cool yeah it's, it's the art is important like, uh, there's definitely some like especially on spotify and stuff like that i think when you're looking through like so much music mm -hmm. what's your relationship with your label like i looked i saw that you were signed with the label i don't remember the name of it but yeah it's it's really good you know they um they're called high star hit it's the same same label as peace to go and uh, a few other friends of ours cool. um, and they were also like hers were one of the first bands that like well hers hers obviously did like incredibly well yeah they were with they were with this label as well and, um, i think i i was with with another guy before um but obviously when they passed away and stuff i think we both were kind of like drawn to working with each other um just because I think I think they had a thing of like they didn't really know whether to like quit doing the label or something. So just yeah, because like, it was just such a shock. Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we kind of helped each other in that way to like um, do something quite like meaningful and start working together and all that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah the relationship is really good. Yeah, so um, they're super nice guys. Like I I always kind of wanted to work with them anyway before. Because I knew that like hers were like really liked working with them and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was kind of just very natural. And, and, uh, I knew them before as well because through hers and stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's great. It's cool. Really good. Yeah. Sounds like it sounds like some genuine like connections and stuff like that. Some real stuff going on. Yeah, for sure. I think when something happens like that that happened last year I think it's important to like surround yourself with people that feel the same sort of way that you do about it you know and, yeah. uh, you can kind of help lean on each other yeah exactly yeah and uh, they I, I don't know if, it, if the, the label would have sort of had time to work with me if it hadn't happened because hers were taking up so much of their like work you know? yeah um so when that that ended 
Um, I mean, they still they're still sending merch out like every day. It's crazy um, for the hers hers merch. But um, yeah, I think it it kind of gave them something to look forward with, you know, and, and me too as well. Like it was a good change. Good little um, coming together and getting through it together and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it's been really positive so far for sure. Yeah. From a deep Switch it up a little bit. What's your um, favorite song on, on Kinky Elm? If you had to pick one, um, I really like She Was a Tease. That song's dope. Um, with the saxophone on there. Yeah. Um, and I really like the song Stanky Elm as well. Okay. Um, it's one of my favorites. But I wish I'd given it a better name. <laughs> It's just such a stupid name. <laughs> but it's because I had I had two songs called Kinky On. Okay. Um, so I was like, fuck, I need to, you know. Gotta be something. I need to rename one of them, yeah. So, and I was like, just sat there for so long, like, what do I call this song? Um, and then, yeah, it was like the easiest, like, laziest. <laughs> yeah, the laziest thing I think I've ever done, probably. But, um, yeah, so I like that song. I, li- I like all of them, to be honest. They all kind of have their place in in my heart. But um, yeah, I'd say those two, probably. I think my favorite is, uh, it's probably Breathing Like a Baby. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. That song's Because, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't need no Mercedes. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do, yeah, you, Pete- do you drive in Liverpool or...? No, I don't even drive. That's that's the crazy thing. Yeah, just like it just, to, like, just kind of it just worked in a song. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that lyric. Um, yeah, Pizza like, Girl laughs laughs at me about that lyric a lot. <laughs> but I, I remember I remember writing that and like like telling my friends about it, and I was like, so like this is the funniest funniest bar I've ever written <laughs> and stuff. But then yeah, so I'm glad that I kept it in there. Yeah, no, me too. I love it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Also, like, uh, I, I think my favorite song of yours is "Take Me to the Crib." Probably, I love that yeah. song. Little yeah. green, red wine, got me mm. in my head. I, yeah. I, I saw a YouTube video of you playing that song live. It's only like a couple minutes, and it's like kind oh, of really? quality recording or something. But I was like, this is cool. I love that. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's probably my favorite to play live actually as well. Okay. Uh, out of all the, the sort of eternal slowdown songs, because mm-hmm. um, we always play it sort of like maybe three or four songs before the end. Okay. Um, and most of the time we do it straight after the song uh, OTD, which is obviously super slow and like chilled out and stuff. Um, A hype. Yeah, and then we bring the you know the take me to the crib with the little drum intro and stuff and. Like, People always get a bit like, yeah. People always get a bit like excited and stuff. You know, it's good. No, I didn't even yeah. realize I like like that song as much 
like I didn't I wouldn't have said it was my favorite until I saw that video honestly. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's a it's a it's a vibe when we when we do it live for sure. It's always like a big it always gets like a ooh crowds yeah. <laughs> and stuff. You get the noises from the crowd and shit. So Are is uh, anybody playing shows in, in Liverpool or England or anything? No, not really. There's yeah. I'm supposed to be playing a show in in November in Liverpool. Okay. Um, but it's like a socially distanced, sat down sort of thing. Uh, I think that the venue capacity is like 350, um, but they're letting like 60 people in. So it's going to be. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like, but um, you know, I think I want to get the. It's a good excuse to sort of get the band back and playing and stuff. Because um, we haven't played since March, I guess. How many people are in the band right now? Five. Um, so I have me, obviously, bass, drums, and two other guys on guitar. Okay. Um, so it's like a... Yeah, I, w- I wish I didn't need three guitars, but I kind of just do need three guitars. Is it because it's like in most of the songs? Like, song? yeah. Uh, like a lot because obviously I have the luxury of recording as many guitars as I want in my room yeah um, a lot of the songs end up having like three guitar parts in them and stuff so uh, so yeah three guitars bass drums I'm trying to get my friend Joe who played piano on the on the song Sat on the Moon from King Kion okay I'm trying to get her to do some like maybe synthy like keys stuff as well um pretty sick yeah just to like make it that much a little bit a little bit bigger you know yeah um but we've not sat down and done that yet so maybe that's one for like next year you know yeah um, when the tours start coming again and stuff um so yeah five maybe soon to be six um which is kind of a big band but yeah sorry have y'all been practicing or anything like over with COVID and stuff, or like, no, not at all. Because okay. um, we were when when COVID, like the first lockdown in England happened, like uh, April May time. Everybody sort of like went back home and stuff. Mm. Um, so it was hard to get people in the room. Um, and now there's just there's not been any like. I just I, I don't want to like drag drag the guys out to practice every like once or twice a week you know when there's like no shows mm-hmm. um so we're gonna get back in the room soon for this november show this uh little rehearsal room space in liverpool 
uh, called Sort, like S-O-R-T. And it's just this sort of little warehouse with like these sort of box rooms. Um, so yeah, it's nice there, sounds good in there. And uh, so yeah, just practice in there, it's good. Yeah, cool. You guys uh, watch Love Island? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did, I did. I did one year. What I think I watched the 2018 one. Okay. And got like really addicted to it for some reason. It's like yeah, no, like I feel like right when you start that show, it's like it's like hold on, hold on, what is keep going? It's like it yeah. just cuts off at a certain point. Like, can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think I just t- I try to avoid it now because it definitely like it does sort of like uh, I, mean, I don't know like there's nothing wrong with it I guess but. I just found myself like thinking about stuff that I would never usually care about, like in between watching the episodes and stuff. You know, like why do I care about this guy and this girl? Like, there's no, it doesn't make any difference to my life. You're gonna get a little shag. Yeah, like everyone's just, they can't even shag on there. Yeah, they have to like, they have to wait till afterwards. Yeah. So it's like all this sexual tension and stuff. Like, I feel yeah. like they, they shouldn't listen to any Brad Stank there, or mm. they, I don't know. Yeah, they'd be breaking, they'd be breaking all the rules in there. <laughs> no, yeah, so yeah, I try not to watch it, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's too much of a distraction from real life. Yeah, people here in America love it. It's pretty funny. Mm, I can imagine, yeah, it's like, it's just addictive TV, yeah. isn't it? Like, people in England love love watching, like, Keeping up with the Kardashians and stuff as well. Same, same, same man. <laughs> Just like other people's drama, I think to yeah. like people love distract, it. distract you from your own shit going on, you know. <laughs> Which is fair, you know. It's fine. is kind of like what we were just talking about um you know like if if these love island people were to like listen to your music just curious is is like it's all you obviously have like very sexual music i'd say like you know in one way or another but do you have like do you have like a girl like someone that inspires this or like anything like that (laughs) (laughs) uh well the yeah pizza girl um (laughs) No, um, yeah, I guess the er- the early songs, yeah, like uh, uh, it's kind of weird to talk about now because I'm not with the girl anymore. But yeah, yeah. O- OTD was like just written one summer when my girlfriend at the time she was like back home for the summer and stuff. Um, and like the song that's on Spotify now is just the song that I like sent her, like on iMessage or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that the, the early stuff is sort of inspired by like a specific person, I guess. But um, a lot of other stuff is I try and I try and like play with words on like uh, in like like trying to mix like sexy and like spiritual sort of like double entendres and stuff. You know? Um, get some Buddhist, some like Buddhist kind of vibes from Kinky Om a little bit. Obviously, yeah, yeah. 
album, the album cover. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of like the, that was the challenge, I think, for me, was to try and combine something that like maybe sounds sexual on, on the surface, but is really like, like to me, it's more like a spiritual thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, which like Ultra Sensual Bliss, that song. I love that song. That's like a quote from uh, this Hindu yogi called Yogananda. Okay. Uh, so he talk, he's talking about like ultra sensual bliss as like a um, like above the senses, you know, like the human senses, like so like a spiritual sort of bliss, like enlightenment or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but obviously, I read that and I was like, this is just like perfect for a song kind of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, like that song Boot Magic as well from Eternal Slowdown. Uh, that's like a Jack Kerouac thing. Um, do, do just the word looks like but so I thought like I can play with that, you know. But it actually means like hill in French, and he's talking about like the magic of nature and all this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of that as well, and like sort of symbolism and yeah. mythology sort of stuff as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't like been single for a while, so like there's like no specific person that I'm yeah. writing music about, you know. I was just doing um, But yeah, that the early stuff for sure. Um it was like a new a new relationship and it was all exciting and stuff. You yeah, know? all gooey and Yeah. So yeah. So do you do you practice any sort of that like spirituality stuff like in your in your daily life or weekly or do you like do anything like that? Um, more of just like a like you think about it and like read about it and stuff like that. Yeah, a bit of both. Like I, I tried meditating for a while, um, but I don't. I just don't really do it anymore, and I, I kind of wish I did because it'd probably be good for me. But yeah, um, it's more of like a, I think more of like a constant thing, like throughout the day, like trying to be sort of like present in the moment and stuff, you know because um, I think I w- I've been reading this guy Eckhart Tolle I don't know if you're aware of him but he talks about this uh, his book's called The Power of Now and he kind of says like which was cool to read because I kind of thought it for a long time but he kind of says like all the spiritual teachings like whether it be Christianity Hinduism Buddhism whatever mm-hmm. is all sort of po- pointing to the same thing which is this sort of like presence of like living in the living in the moment sort of thing, you know. Not focusing uh, like material items. And... Yeah, and like sort of like non-resistance to whatever's happening, you know. Um, hmm. Where like I think I, I read it recently. Like there's a Shakespeare quote as well where he says, um, "Nothing, nothing is either good or bad, but thinking makes it so." Um, when you're talking about like really? you, you can you can kind of choose how to interpret like every moment of your life yeah. in like a good or bad way you know um, so that that kind of thing I try and like think about that a lot and uh, so I, I'm not the kind of guy that's like sitting for like an hour every day like meditating and stuff but um, kind of like those little sort of like meditations like in everyday stuff I guess absolutely um, yeah so 
I get like I don't know like doing the dishes is sort of like meditating to me and stuff you know like like taking a shower or whatever so yeah. Yeah, meditation can come in like so many different ways it's like mm. a very personal thing I feel like to each person mm. yeah for sure there's a for point sure. your classic like sitting down and yeah all that but mm. yeah, Um, so I'm curious, uh, like with with your music, do you kind of have like a target audience or anything like that, or do you think about, you know, anything like that, or are you just kind of making the music? And no, yeah, it's definitely for me, like first and foremost, you know. Something that you like and that you think's cool. Yeah, it's nice as well because I, there's a lot of different people that you know have told me that they're into it as well, which is nice because I think that sort of comes from not having like a target audience, you know. Where like some some days you get like a like an old lady saying that they like it, or like you know mum like mums and stuff. Yeah. Or moms, um, <laughs> and then you get you, you then you get like sixteen year old kids. You know, like cool like indie kids whatever like yeah. popping up like in the dms on instagram or whatever like oh you saved my day or whatever um, and uh, lots of different kinds of people as well you know like uh, how old are you i'm 21 oh, okay yeah. so yeah. like people in their 20s like i guess there's a few different sort of cultures in england and i guess america as well yeah you know like i have like sometimes i get like proper like bros like american like mostly gym guys yeah. like I, I love your tunes man <laughs> and then you get like the, the goths or whatever as well sort of saying the same thing so uh it's yeah nice. i really i really like that i feel like it is very like ambiguous like in the music that's kind of why i asked that question because i didn't know if like in your head you thought you were like you know specifically gonna have like success whatever that means um with like a certain type of person or whatever no no i think um yeah I, I never really think about that to be honest yeah uh, never think about it so cool. i think that's probably that's probably helped along the way you know to not worry about that too much yeah um, they can probably run people mentally in circles a bit if they're thinking too much about that yeah yeah i think you making music you should always be making it for yourself you know and, uh, if you like put like a if you're like honest with the music and stuff then you'll get a lot of different kinds of people you know like being into it and stuff yeah people can feel that for sure I yeah think. they can see parts of it in themselves or whatever you know yeah. i guess I, I try to talk about stuff that's universal to a point to an extent you know where it's like i'm not I don't want to start talking about like 
specific things in say like English culture or something because then that like cuts off a load of other people you know so try to reach like everybody in that way um, and talk, talk, talk about stuff that maybe like everyone sort of feels or goes through and stuff you know so so yeah I guess when you started um, kind of like doing your own stuff at least or maybe before that like where has your mindset kind of progressed to now with like what you kind of want out of music um, just like personally or or uh, yeah I don't know um, I guess it hasn't changed that much um, I just I always I mean as a kid you know I wanted to like do music and for people to like my music and stuff which obviously I still do now there's always a there's always like some ego involved um but really like I, I feel super lucky now to be able to like earn a living from doing music um and I just kind of want to continue that really because just keep I guess it I'd, sustainable self-sustainable yeah, yeah. I, like I'm not really any any good at anything else so I'd <laughs> if I didn't have music, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, just make make music, making music that I like. Feel like I'm getting better at doing it, um, and I guess reaching people and like relating to people through that, you know. And uh, then the music, the money's like a bonus. You know? and I'm not like I'm not living some any kind of like I'm not living like Drake or anything, you know. But, yeah. yeah. Can pay the rent with it and stuff so yeah, um, sure. that that i'm perfectly happy with that you know um, so yeah cool. I, that that was kind of how i felt when i started as well I so it. yeah i guess it's not changed too much i feel like that i feel like that's a really like hard thing to do is is to get to a point where you can self-sustain you know with, mm. with any artist you know like for i feel sure, like yeah especially for, sure. for, for music and stuff right now and i think probably across a bunch of mediums but with covid and everything you know like mm. shows i think that's from what i've you know picked up on and in, in research and stuff shows is can be like the main form of income typically right yeah for sure for sure and i mean like not to go like too much into it but the like i live i live off like the, the streaming and the the like royalty payments basically um which and it's it all comes from like the eternal slowdown stuff because i'm still sort of um repaying the advances on kinky on to the new label okay 
um but because they went they didn't release the earlier stuff i kind of like take the money from that if you know what i mean yeah um so yeah i mean it's all sort of boring and stuff but i i feel feel like incredibly lucky to be able to like be in the situation that i am yeah absolutely um and obviously it'd be nice to uh i'd like to earn enough money to have a dog but that's kind of like so if i yeah if i could afford enough if i could (laughs) afford to have a dog then i'm like okay i've made it (laughs) you think you can't Um, you think it'd be too much right now yeah like I, i could do it but you know it's just I, I like I like going out too much and like yeah. seeing my friends and like eating out and all that kind of stuff so I think it's like dog is kind of like pick and choose yeah you know a dog is like one step away from having like a kid yeah. so oh god yeah that's a whole thing yeah so not yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah not not just yet but um one day a dog for sure maybe what kind of dog if you know um if i had to choose now I, people tell me this is like a boring answer but i always say like a like a golden retriever or something that's like that's the dog i want i'm not even kidding is it yeah yeah they're oh, so, good they're, just, they're such good they're such cool dogs and they're such yeah, they're just like dumb like beautiful things yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah that's what i'd want i think uh, or like a chocolate one as well, you know, like a brown one, yeah. or a black one. Yeah. Any, just like a Labrador dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're just my favorite. So, yeah. One day. One day. Yeah. Hopefully not too long. That's the angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sick. Buy my buy my record so I can get a dog, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I'm not, I haven't done this because I'm because of money pretty much but I, I like where i'm in school right now and working full-time as well but mm-hmm. i'm gonna your record's my next one i'm kinky i'm gonna order that from oh, your man. oh i was gonna ask you this too did you make Thank it because i really like it cool. no actually i um the, the guys who distribute like my distributor made the website okay uh yeah the, these guys called the orchard they're really good guys as well they like they're the guys that like put everything on Spotify for you and Tidal and all those places, you know. Um, and they like, yeah, they work quite closely with the artists and they made my website and all that kind of thing. So they're really good guys. Cool. Yeah. Called the Orchard. Orchard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. That sounds interesting. Yeah, they're great guys. Yeah. And yeah, like you say, the website's really nice. So. Yeah. Yeah. Big ups to them. Sweet. Well, all right. I don't have any more questions. Um, we've been talking for like an hour, so yeah. Thanks for thanks for your time, man. It was no it was worries. Great to meet Enjoyed you. it. I do. Of course, Brad Stank, Bradley Mullins. <laughs> thanks for having me, man. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. If you made it to the end, all of Brad Stank's socials will be linked down below and tune in for the next episode hope y'all enjoy it